Today's Torah is sponsored by Joseph and Cindy Rotkowitz, Le'ilui Nishmas, for the sake of the ascent of the soul of Joseph's mother, Alta Dvarsha, Bas Yosef Hirsch, whose yurtzeit is today. May she be a good advocate in heaven for them and for their entire family. Besides the Hasidic movement, there was another movement by the Jews in Europe in the 19th century that became very popular, and that was, of course, the Musser movement. The Musser movement was started by Bistrol Salanter. Musser, of course, means chastisement, that, and the Musser movement was all about making sure that Jews act ethically to be upright and to stay away from sin, etc. But, of course, there are many differences between Musser and Hasidus. They're really two distinct, different ways, different paths in Avedis Hashem and serving Hashem. Obviously both holy, but they're very different from each other. Obviously their goals are the same, which is to be a servant of Hashem and to keep the Torah, etc., and to be an upright person. That's obviously Chesidus and Musr both are about, but they're different, very different ways of going about that. And one of the biggest differences between Musr and Chesidus is exactly the idea of how they both go about inspiring a Jew to stay away from sin, to not sin. Shalavai, that we should all not sin anymore. But the method, the method, methodology that's used, the type of education, so to speak, the way that Musr and Hasidus get a person, try to have, get a person not to sin is very different. Musr which again means chastisement, rebuke. Musr shows at great length about how lowly sin is, how terrible it is to sin, how terrible and lowly lowly sins are, how when a person sins they become like an animalistic. In other words, Musr focuses on the lowliness of sin and the way to get to human being to be what a human being could be. The perfection of a human being is to stay away from sin because that's how a person fulfills the will of God. But Hasidus has a completely different method. Hasidus, of course, it's also found in Hasidus, the idea of the loneliness of sin, etc. But what Hasidus's main stress is how much one is essentially one with God. The way that Hasidus gets a person out of sin is by exalting and raising a, pers- a Jew up, letting them know just how much their soul is one with God and how much God is within everything. And that's how we stay away from sin. Not focusing on the negative, so to speak, but more focusing on how we're dveikus, we have connection with God, and more we focus on that, that's what keeps us away from sin. In the Slonimer Svarim, it's brought a lot of times from a Moshe Kubrin, who was the beginning of the Slonimer dynasty, the following reading of a Pusik in Mishle, and you'll see this exactly the way that this reading of the Pusik in Proverbs is really giving over the way Hasidus is different than Musr. The Pasuk in Mishlei says, Musr Hashem b'ni al-timas. The, the rebuke of God, my son, don't be disgusted by. Now again, over here with the word Musr, Musr is a generic word that just means to rebuke. It's not referring to the Musr movement. It's obviously way before that. But the Pasuk in Mishlei is saying, Musr Hashem b'ni al-timas. The rebuke of God, my son, don't be disgusted by. That's the simple meaning of the Pasuk. But the Mershala Kubrina read it like this that Musr Hashem, you know what the rebuke of God is? Bini. God says to us, You're my child, you're my son. Bini. 
Al timas. Therefore, don't become disgusting. In other words, the Musar of Hashem, the way Hasidus reads the Pasuk, is that Musar Hashem, the way that Hashem rebukes is by saying, Bini, you are my child. Al timas. Therefore, don't be disgusting. And that's the methodology of Hasidus to show how close one is with God. And this relates to a very important idea in this week's Parsha. An idea that's said by the Holy Or HaChaim HaKodesh, Reb Chaim Ben Atar. Now the Or HaChaim was a contemporary of the Baal Shem Tov. He was a Moroccan Kabbalist. He wasn't connected to the Hasidic movement directly. But it's known that the Baal Shem Tov went, traveled to Israel just to meet with the Or HaChaim. The Baal Shem Tov said if he would meet with him, Mashiach would come. And Hasidim always liked the parish, the commentary of the Or HaChaim to Chumash. And there's some very beautiful ideas there that very much are in tandem with Hasidus. And there's one such idea on this week's Parsha. A beautiful idea that the Or HaChaim teaches, which again, he's not, he wasn't a Chassid, it's not Chassidus per se, but it's the same methodology that Chassidus uses. You see, in this week's Parsha, chapter 18, Perak Yudches, begins what's known as the Parsha of Arayos, the section of the Torah that goes through the list of all the forbidden sexual relationships. To remain pure in that area of sexuality, that's what really is discussed in this in this parak of this week's parsha. But if you look over there at the very beginning, before the list begins, the Torah says, "Dabrel bnei Yisrael v'amarta lehem ani Hashem alikechem." Speak to the Bnei Israel and say to them, I am the Lord your God. Now ask the Orachaim, we know that already. We know that Hashem is our God. It's a whole Pasuk saying that, Tell Bnei Israel, Ani Hashem Aleikeichem. Tell the Jews that I'm God. I'm their God. We know that already. Why is the preface to purity of sexuality has to begin with this, so to speak, introduction that God says, I am the Lord your God. Ani Hashem Aleikeichem. So the Orachaim says, that when it comes to the prohibition of forbidden sexuality, when it comes to purity in this Indian, it's impossible, says the Orachaim, it's not possible for a human being to hold themselves back from these sins. A regular normal human being can't hold oneself back when it comes to sexuality to be pure in such a way. Unless, says the Rechaim, unless a person never sees things that are forbidden or thinks about them. But the Torah goes right away on and says, if you look at the next Pasuk, it says, when it introduces the forbidden relationships, it says, don't do like they did in Egypt where you were until now, and don't do like they're going to do that they do in Canaan, in the land of Israel, where I'm taking you to. So in other words, what Hashem is essentially saying is, I know you're going to be seeing all these forbidden things. You're going to be exposed to them because that's how they acted in Egypt and that's how they act in the land of Canaan of Israel. And so therefore, once a person is exposed to these things, and by the way, this is very applicable today, I don't need to tell you, we're also exposed to these things. So the Archaim says if a person sees and has exposure to such things, it's not humanly possible to hold oneself back from them. And we know the rule that Hashem never commands is something that we can't fulfill. So seemingly the question is, if we were exposed in Egypt and we're going to be exposed in the land of Israel, or today in today's generation we're exposed to these things, how is it fair that Hashem is telling us to keep away from them? Says the Orachayim. That's what the Pasuk begins and says, Tell B'nai Israel, Ani Hashem Aleikeichem. And doesn't just mean, I'm the Lord your God. As the Orachayim says, it's the secret of Oyel Shikin Ba'odam, that a Jew is able to become a a temple for God. That what does it mean when God is saying, "I'm the Lord your God"? That God says, "I am within you." You're right that naturally a human being can't 
keep oneself pure in these things. But Jews are not natural human beings. Ani Hashem Aleikeichem. I am the Lord your God. I am within you, Jewish people. I am within you all the time. And if we tap into that godly energy that we have within us, we could withstand what nature naturally is impossible to withstand. This is the ultimate way, which of course Hasidus agrees with, of how to reach purity. It's by meditating that God is saying, I am within you. I give you power beyond what a regular human being is capable of. And only because of that, that I'm the Lord your God, no matter what we're exposed to, somehow Hashem is saying we could remain pure. May we take that opportunity with all the challenges that we have in today's day and age, with the internet, etc., all the exposure we have, somehow, if we hang on to this truth that God is within us, we'll be able to remain pure. And even if we fall in, like the Orachayim says, that's the secret of when a place where a Tshuva stands, even a complete Tzadik can stand, we could do Tshuva and really accept this truth of God within us.